As we come near the end of our carol service, I'd like to leave you with a thought for Christmas. Before we are overtaken with the avalanche of TV, tinsel and turkey, I've got a takeaway for you this evening. The market research organisation Gallup did a survey a few years ago and they asked people the question, what do you most want for Christmas? What would you ask in response to such a question? Well, the highest number of respondents asked for one thing. 43% of people said what they want most for Christmas They wanted a surprise. Well, there were a lot of surprised people on that first Christmas. First of all, of course, there was Mary. She was very surprised when an angel appeared and told her that even though she was a virgin, she was going to conceive a child. Wow, what a surprise that was. I love the story of the school nativity play. Where all was going well until an angel appeared and told the little girl who was going to have a baby. But how can this be, said Mary, since I am a Viking? (laughs) Then there was Joseph. He was very surprised to learn that his fiancée was about to have a baby that wasn't his. But he was even more surprised when an angel told him it was God's baby. Mary's baby was, Mary's baby was going to be God's son. Then there was the wise men. They were surprised that the promised king that they'd seen foretold in the stars, this king was born not in a palace as the kings expect, but in a stable next to the pub. Then there were the shepherds. They were more than surprised. They were shocked when the angels came and told them some surprising news. That God had come to rescue his people. But the most surprising thing about that first Christmas, perhaps more than anything than these other things, was that the infinite God who made it all, who existed from all eternity, would somehow choose to confine his infinity to the body of a baby born in poverty. Perhaps the most surprising thing about Christmas is why would God want to become a baby? The writer Max Licardo said this, if our greatest need had been for information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need was for technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need was for money, God would have sent us an economist. But since our greatest need was for forgiveness, God sent us a saviour. This baby was a very special baby. He was sent from God as a saviour. Those angels came to that hillside in Bethlehem and brought to the shepherds this special message. The angels said, a saviour has been born to you that night, this night. And their message was a surprise to those shepherds. Maybe it's a surprise to you this evening that you and I would need a saviour. Why would you need someone to rescue us? Surely you only need to be rescued if you're in some kind of trouble. 
we certainly see all kinds of problems and trouble in the world around us. But what is the relevance of the angel's message? Why do you and I need a saviour? I love the story of a mum who was busy and she needed something to find her daughter, something to do to keep her occupied for half an hour. She was flicking through a magazine and she found the map of a world. So she cut the map of the world into small squares, modelled them up on the floor and said to her daughter, I want you to put the squares back together again and make the map of the world again. Then when you've done that, come and find me. She thought, that'll keep her busy. A few minutes later, the daughter came back to her mum. I've done it, she said. The mum thought, she can't have done. When she looked down, all the pieces were exactly in the right place. How did you do that, she said. The daughter said, well, when you were cutting the map of the world out, I noticed there was a picture of a man and the woman on the other side. I thought, if I put the man and the woman back together, I could put the world back together. You see... That's what the Christmas story is really all about. It's about solving the problem in the hearts of men and women. Something is broken in our heart that needs putting back together. And perhaps the clue to how this baby born in a stable is going to be saviour is found in the gifts of this wise men brought. We all know the story. There were three gifts. We've heard about them tonight. Gold, because he would be a king. Frankincense, representing prayer, because he'd connect humanity with God. But it's this gift of myrrh that must have caused Mary to think about the baby that she was cradling in her arms that night. See, myrrh was this burial spice only needed for dead bodies. What a poignant gift for a baby. But this is our clue. See, this baby was born to die. Jesus was destined to die in such a way that would be significant. Now, everyone's going to die, but Jesus was different in that he was destined to die in such a way that would rescue us from the things that are broken in our lives. That gift of myrrh was a sign looking ahead to a time 33 years later when Jesus would die an extraordinary death to die in such a way that we could be forgiven for the things that we regret, for the things that we've done that are wrong, from the things that are broken in our lives. A few years ago, there was a televised debate, and it was between an atheist, Margarita Lasky, and a Christian, John Stott. And she said one thing that was, one thing that was very sad. She said this, What I envy most about you Christians, is I've got no one to forgive me. You see, the surprising thing about the first Christmas, it was about a birth of a baby who one day would die a surprising death that would enable us to experience forgiveness. The angels said one more thing to the shepherds that first Christmas. They announced this. Good news of great joy to you and to all people. See, the message of Christmas is for all people. There was a lot more going on in the Christmas story, maybe than you ever realized. The Christmas is a time of surprises. And I hope that your Christmas 
is full of nice surprises. But what if this Christmas, God has a surprise for you? My thought for Christmas as we finish this carol service is this. What if every Christmas up until now, you've missed the real reason for the season? I want to finish with a true story about a lady called Thelma Howard. Now, for a number of years, she worked for a wealthy family in America. This is a number of years ago now. But she worked for this family, and every year on Christmas Eve, they gave her an envelope. And that envelope contained a piece of paper. Now, she didn't realize the significance of that piece of paper, and she just kept keeping them piled up with her other papers. When she died, her family found those envelopes and the papers inside. She'd worked in the home of Walt Disney. And every Christmas Eve, Walt Disney had given her some shares in the Disney company. She didn't realize, but she'd been given a total of 20 million pounds. She'd missed out on what had been given to her because she didn't realize the value of what she'd been given. My Christmas thought is this. Don't miss out this Christmas on what God has given to you in this baby. What if there's something far more special about Jesus than you have ever realized? I want to ask you this Christmas, if you would look freshly, if you would take a fresh look at this baby Jesus. On your seats, We've got, you've been given a little, little invitation to Alpha. And Alpha is an opportunity to do just that. Alpha is an opportunity to take a look at Jesus and to see and find out about who Jesus is, what he's done, and to look at this baby in a fresh way. And in the new year, there's an, this course called Alpha. Uh, and uh, maybe if you've been invited by someone here tonight, you could talk to that person and talk about whether that's something that you feel you'd be interested in uh, finding out about that in the new year. I really encourage you. I've done a number of these Alpha courses, and I've really enjoyed them so much. Every time I've done an Alpha course, and I've done quite a few, I've benefited. I've learned something new. So maybe it's something you could talk about at the end of this service with the person who invited you along. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming today. Hand you back over to Bob. Thanks so much, Paul. Brilliant. We're going to sing this next song in celebration of who Jesus is and his mission as our Savior and our King. This song is called What a Beautiful Name. Let's stand, shall we, and worship this amazing Jesus.